Hello, I'm Ray. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day, whatever it is where you are. Nice to meet you if you're a newcomer. And hello again, welcome back if you're an old comer. <laughs> Been doing the podcast episodes how long? Well over two years now, I believe it is. And this one is all about the days before computers. That reminds me, do you remember that record, The Days Before Rock and Roll? I love that one, The Days Before Rock and Roll. Anyway, it's nothing to do with that. This is the days before computers. Now, imagine this. Okay, you go into your bank. It's the 1950s. You walk into the branch of your your local bank and you deposit, say, £15 in cash. You've got your paying in book. So you've written that out, the date and everything, your account numbers on there, £20. So you pass that over the counter and they stamp the book, you know, the little counterfoil bit in your book. That's your receipt. They give you your book back and take your money. Was it £20, I said, or 15 I don't, See, I've forgotten what I've deposited already. <laughs> so you need your book. You can look in there. What did I put in last Thursday? Oh, yeah, £15. Anyway, off you go. That's it. What happens in the bank? There's no computers. So what happens? Right, the person behind the, the counter, they put your cash in the drawer. Do you remember that? They'd open a drawer. It'd be full of notes. £20 notes, £10, £5, £1 notes in those days. Do you remember seeing that in the bank? They'd open the drawer. And I'd look at it and think, that's only behind the glass. I could just almost reach through and help myself. <laughs> no, I wasn't a bank robber. So what happens? Your paying in slip obviously goes somewhere in a pile of paying in slips. Now, say it's a, a local branch in a, a town. They've got 2,000 customers. Now, you're not going to have 2,000 customers per day doing transactions, but you may well have 150 people, say, in one day, put money into their accounts. So at the end of the day, you've got 150 paying in slips from all the different people, different amounts of cash, different accounts. Someone has to sit down and write all this in a book. Now, presumably, I don't know, someone will probably tell me, presumably, each customer has his own file or folder or ledger so mine for example they'd look up my name take my ledger out open it up right he's paid in today 15 pounds put in the date the amount i've paid in and it was cash not a check it was cash and adjust the balance now all that's got to be done by hand someone sitting at a desk with a pen can you imagine that i mean these days you take 15 pounds in the bank and it's beep, 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 done you know, the, the balance is updated on your phone, your iPad, your computer, your watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It comes up every. It's all done. No one has to fill in books and work things out. How many times have you heard people say, oh, the computer's gone wrong at the bank or building society or wherever. Oh, the computer's cocked up. That's made a mistake. Mistakes were made in the old days. You might even find that more mistakes were made then. I remember a chap in the 60s, He had, I can't remember the figures, let's say £35 in his bank. He went and put in 10, £45 the balance should be. Next time he went in, he asked for the balance and they said 25. He said, no, 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 it should be 45. I mean, luckily he had his paying in book with the little counterfoil bit, you know, and it was stamped with the bank's stamp. So that was his receipt, his proof. And they did apologise. They said, sorry, uh, we made a mistake on your ledger or or whatever it was, someone had written in the wrong figure. So yes, computers make mistakes, but so do people. So keeping the same sort of vein, but the days before computers, 
you imagine a supermarket, well, they didn't have supermarkets in the 50s, but you imagine a large shop in the 50s. They sell, perhaps in a day, they might sell 16 tins of Heinz baked beans. Okay, that's what they've sold today. Now, there's no record of that, is there? You know, you, you've got your customer, I want a cabbage, I want uh, so many pounds of carrots, I want a couple of tins of beans. And the chap is, he might be jotting it down to add it up or adding it up in his head. And at the end, he'll say that's pound seventeen and 6 in old money. <laughs> and you pay him and he puts on his till. I remember the wooden till. Do you remember the till with a wooden drawer that pulled out? And you'd write on the top, there was a little window with a till roll in there. And you could write something like groceries, pound seventeen and 6 there was no sort of automatic pressing of buttons and all that, just a wooden drawer. So he puts pound seventeen and 6 in his till, and it, say, it does say on the till roll groceries. Now, when he comes to do his ordering, say he orders twice a week from his supply, his wholesaler, or wherever he gets all the, the bits, of, probably different places, probably gets tinned stuff from one place, local grown veg and things like that from you know, local people that just bring it in and he pays them cash. So there's no real record of anything. Now, how many tins of beans does he need to order? What did I say? He sold 16 in one day. So he's come to order. He might have sold a total of 32 tins of beans. He doesn't know that. He's got to go to the shelf and have a look. Oh, I've only got two tins of beans left. You know, I normally have so many. So he orders his beans that way. But he's got to physically go around the shop with pen and paper, you know, a clipboard. I remember them doing it. And he'd be writing down, Heinz beans, I want uh, 16 cans. Processed peas, I want six cans. And he'd write all this down and then put his order in. Either uh, someone would come in, I don't take the order, or he would phone his order to whoever. I remember shops being closed for a whole day, like closed Monday morning. It would say on the door, closed due to stock taking. And the staff, they'd all be stock taking, which was writing down every item of stock they've got going around all the shelves, counting everything and writing it down. Heinz beans, 33 cans. Coleman's mustard, tins of mustard, six cans. Write every single thing down, stock taking, and close the shop for an entire day. Lose all the taking, a day's takings. Absolutely amazing. Of course, these days, going to a supermarket, everything that is swiped through on the till, you know, beep, 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 all this nonsense. That's annoying. Have you ever stood in the supermarket? You've got a whole row of tills and you listen and all you could hear in the distance is beep, 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 drives you around the bend. <laughs> I don't like noise. I don't, do you know, I went down the town the other day, had to go to the dentist. He wanted to check his work. So I, I got there a little bit early for my 8.30 appointment, 8.30 in the morning, this is, of course. And I sat down and the lady behind reception said, aren't you a bit early? I said, yes, I know I'm always early. She said, no, an hour early. Your appointment's 9.30. Oh, stone the crows. OK, I'll see you in an hour. Bye. So what we did, I was with my wife. We went and had a walk on the pier, which was nice. Smell the fresh seaweed. <laughs> I look at the boats. And then we went into a coffee shop. Now, I won't mention the name. I'm not very good in shops, as you know, especially coffee shops. So my wife got the coffee. She orders it because when they look at me, you know, what do you want? Well, if I say, well, a cup of coffee, what do you want? A skinny latte, a fat latte, a tall, a short latte, America? I don't know. I just want coffee. 
you know, tin of Nescafe and stick it in a cup, bit of hot water and a very little dash of milk. But no, they don't do that sort of thing. Coffee came over to our table. I've got a soup bowl. They must have run out of cups. My coffee was in a soup bowl. And I'm sitting, I said to my wife, sitting there looking at this, I don't want soup. She said, be quiet, shush. She's always telling me to shush in places. <laughs> I say things out loud that I should say. I think people should know. I don't want a soup bowl. I want a mug. Anyway, there we are. What was happening, though, outside there was a dust cart. Wherever I go, have you noticed that? There aren't any today. Wherever I go, there's dustmen smashing bottles and the old engines revving up and dreadful noise. There was also a road sweeping machine. You know, they had these big brushes on the front and rollers and they drive all around the pavements and the precinct. Well, there's the noise. What with that and the dust cart crash of bottles. And then some chap down the road with a pneumatic drill starts drilling up the road digging a big hole in the road. I can't stand all this noise. I thought, I just, I just can't do it. I said to my wife, we should have gone, sat in the woods, listened to the wildlife, you know. I can't, I'm not going downtown again. I only go if I have to, if I'm going to be ripped off for glasses or ripped off at the dentist. No, I, actually the, the dentist, well, I've told you, haven't I? Thousands of pounds. We won't go back into that. But noise in the supermarket it's not too bad, but it's all the beeping on the till. Beep, 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 all over the place. Anyway, I digress. What I was going to say was, you take your food up to the till and then go beep, beep, put it all through. That updates the computer. The computer head office central warehouse distribution or wherever, that says Ray's just bought six cans of Cross and Blackwell beans. They don't do Cross and Blackwell anymore. Do you know that? I've searched everywhere for Cross and Blackwell. They don't do it. I now get Branston beans because they're pretty good. Heinz, well, I'm not here to advertise or knock people's products, but um, try Branston beans. Absolutely superb. Bliss. No, I'm not promoting. I'm not getting paid by Branston to advertise their beans and their, their pickle with cheese sandwiches. Oh, bliss. So the computer knows that I have just bought how many, how many tins of beans. The next customer, all the customers are buying beans. So at the end of the day, the computer at head office says, right, that branch of the, the supermarket sold 152 cans of Heinz or whatever beans. So the stop, the ordering is done automatically, isn't it? So the computer will say, send them X amount of baked beans because that's what they want to replace the stock. There's, imagine if someone had to go around with a pen and paper writing it all down. Well, how many beans have we got left? Because also they got the store out of the back, haven't they? Where all the, the bulk stuff comes in. So in the days before the days of rock and roll. Yeah, there we are. Who did that? Van? Oh, isn't it awful getting out? Van? Not Van Houston. Van? Oh, I know you're all shouting it, aren't you? You're all shouting, Van so-and-so. Van the man, they called him. Can't remember his name, isn't it? Awful. I know I'm talking about the days before computers, but I've just typed into my PC, days before rock and roll, Van Morrison, up it comes. Isn't that brilliant? Imagine the old days before computers. You're thinking, who was it that sang that? Who did that song? You've got to ask people. I mean, we had encyclopedias. Do you remember encyclopedias? Used to look stuff up in that. But you couldn't look up something like that. Could You, you couldn't look up days before rock and roll to find out who did it. 
So you'd have to ask people. You'd have to go to the pub. See, forced to go to the pub and socialise. There was no social media. I mean, even if you don't put it in on your computer to find it in a search, just go on social media. Who did Days Before Rock and Roll? Someone will come straight back. Van Morrison. Fantastic. Or, of course, what I should have done was ask Alexa. Oh, now she's lit up. I've just lit up Alexa. Ask her. She'd tell you. I must admit, I do ask Alexa a lot of things. I think I've said before, I'll read something, a measurement, 330 millimetres. I think, what on earth is that in inches? I can't cope with millimetres. Ask Alexa. Alexa, 330 millimetres in inches. 330 millimetres is about 13 inches. There we are, 13 inches. It's so useful. When I was at the dentist, on his computer screen was a picture of my mouth. Well, not my mouth, a diagram of my teeth. You know, <laughs> I suppose in the old days they had charts, uh, like a diagram of your top and bottom teeth. And they'd, oh, that, that one's been taken out, so we put an X there, a red cross there. That one's gone. And make notes on the chart, I suppose. Whereas now it's all on the computer screen. And he showed me a few weeks ago when I was having a filling, he showed me little camera and I'm looking up at this screen on the wall and I could see this close-up of my tooth and this little hole in it. Absolutely incredible. Now, what would we do? This is what I often think. What would we do these days without computers? Saying they were taken away from us. Well, everything would collapse, wouldn't it? Everything would fall apart. Of course, in the early days, I remember when I was a child going to the dentist the drill, which was not a high-speed drill, very low speed, was driven by a loop of string. Do you, who remembers those string-driven drills? Good grief. And it's got on your tooth going, rrr, 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 rrr. no injections, nothing like that. And I remember when I was a child screaming in the dentist. No wonder I got put off the dentist. I said to this chap when he was a new chap, I only met him a few weeks back, and he was introducing himself. Very nice chap. And I said to him, I don't like dentists. And he said, oh, thanks. I said that to the bank once, the chap at the bank. I forget why we had to go to the bank. Something to do with our insurance or whatever. And I sat there and he, he said, well, you're quiet. I said, yeah, I don't like banks. They're thieves. <laughs> that didn't amuse him, actually. He, he, I think he took that personally. Going back to the supermarket, tins of celery soup. You can't get celery soup anymore. We make our own. I say we, you know what I mean when I say we, my wife. <laughs> I can't make soup. She makes celery soup. I've been online, I've been on Twitter, and I've said to Sainsbury's, to Tesco's and all the others, I've gone on Twitter, do you do celery soup? Oh, try this branch, try that branch. If it's not in your local branch, it's probably out of stock, all this nonsense. They don't do celery soup anymore. I don't know why they try and palm me off with nonsense that they've run out. Of course they haven't run out. They don't stock it. Of course, also in the old days at the dentist, I mean, all the kids used to eat sweets. Do you remember all the sweets we used to eat? Well, perhaps you didn't, but in the 50s, all we did was eat sweets and have fizzy drinks. No wonder my teeth fell apart. Do you remember going into the sweet shop and asking, I remember this, quarter of pear drops, please, mister. Pear drops were lovely. I used to love them. Rot your teeth to bits. Quarter of pear drops, please, mister. Or you'd have quarter of aniseed balls or whatever. And he'd weigh it and he'd say, oh, it's just under or just over. Now, that was more in the greengrocers, wasn't it? Like you're having, I don't know, potatoes, three pounds or whatever of potatoes. And he'd stick them in the scales and he'd look at the scale, add one more, slightly over. Is that all right, madam? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Right, there we are. 
that's seven and sixpence halfpenny. <laughs> they were good days. Do you know, people often say to me, do you prefer the 1950s and 60s to, you know, to these days? Do you prefer? I don't think you can say that. It's not, that's not a fair question because things were different then. It's not a fair comparison, I don't think. There were fewer people. You could say, well, yes, I prefer driving in those days because there were fewer cars on the road. Well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it, trying to compare the two. They were different times. Everything was different. There weren't as many people. There weren't as many cars. There weren't as many houses. There was more countryside, more woods. And as you know, I love the woods. So I could say, yeah, I much prefer those times. I'd love to go back and live in the 50s. But then I'd be thinking, well, one, ma <laughs> one major problem I've got, I can't add up the money. Imagine, you know, you work in a shop and you've got to add up the money. So that's the potatoes. They, I don't know what potatoes, four and sixpence halfpenny. Then you've got apples, they might be three and six, and you might have a load of something else, that's uh, seven and threepence halfpenny. You've got to add all this up. It's not tens. I talked about this the other week, didn't I? And imagine if you've got to subtract something, right? What, <laughs> what is one pound three and sixpence halfpenny taken off, um, I don't know, say four pounds, 17 and fourpence? Well, how on earth? I can't remember doing that. In fact, I didn't. I didn't do, I can't do maths, as you know. I just can't do it. So I would have been hopeless in a shop. Do you remember when calculators first came out? I do, I do. I remember my father bought one. It, I forget, it was the 70s and it was 30 pounds. 30 pounds for a calculator. All it did was add, subtract and divide, I think multiply, that was it. No percentages and all that stuff on there. And all these cosines and logs. Never did understand that. At school, we had to use slide rules. I thought they were for drawing straight lines. <laughs> I could never get round the slide rule business. Then we were given log tables. What on earth are log tables? I've no idea. I was given this book, my log table, and the teacher would say, look it up in your, in your tables. You've got the log book. You know, look how, look what up. <laughs> I hadn't got a clue. So when the first calculators came out, they really were a bonus for me. It was simple. I just used to keep one in my pocket. Of course, then later on, they became cheaper and cheaper. Do you remember the, the uh, LED watches that came out? Uh, chap I know bought one, 60 pounds. This was the 70s, 60 pounds he paid. Good grief for a watch. And it had the LED, it lit up. But to save the battery, it wasn't lit up all the time. You had to press a button. So it was awkward, or as my granddaughter would say, it was orcs. It was very orcs. You had to press the button, which then lit up the thing, and it tells you the time. I have always preferred the ordinary, you know, the hands, the analogue, is it analogue type clock? My son's always said that, prefer the analogue thing. If you glance, I'm looking at our digital watch on the wall now. Digital watch? Digital clock, I mean. It says 11.37. And you have to kind of work that out. How long is it till lunch? Because that's my important time of the day, is it meal times? How long now till lunch? It's Saturday, by the way. This is going on tomorrow, this podcast episode. I've been so busy this week. I've had the cold, as you know, stinking cold, all sorts of stuff going on. Oh, nightmare, dentist, all this business, coffee in a soup bowl downtown, noise, dustmen, drilling, road sweepers. It's just been a dreadful week for noise. I like to glance at a clock 
Now I've got one on the other side of the room here. I'm in my studio, of course, as you know. Analog clock. And I can look at it nearly 20 to 12. Perfect. I have lunch at 12, 20 minutes till lunch. This one, it says 11.38. I've got to think, you know, 11.38. Well, we call that 20 to 12. So about 20 minutes. I like to see the analog clock face with the hands. Do you know some people call them fingers? Have you ever heard that? Not hands, they're fingers. Which I suppose makes more sense if you think about it. Yeah, I knew someone, she always called them fingers. That's strange, isn't it? Actually, I lied about my son. He prefers the digital readout. That's it. Because we talked about this once. I said, no, I need the analog face so I can look at it. And I'll, I'll know, for example, at a glance, it's five and 20 past 11. Now, I said that deliberately. Do you remember I went on about this weeks or months ago? Where did that come from? Five and 20 past 11. Why isn't it 25 past? Or five and 20 to one. Five and 20 to one. Isn't that strange? Older people listening will know, you'll know that, don't you? You remember that? It's five and 20 to one. What's the time? Five and 20 past four. It's confusing. Why not 25 past four? I don't know where that came from. I think I read it somewhere, but I can't remember. So my son, he does prefer the digital readout, I believe. I've probably got that wrong. He'll contact me now and say, what are you talking about? I don't know, I've got a clue. So going back to that question, would I rather live in the 50s, the 60s or now? I don't know. As I said, things were so very different. You look now on your cooker, your gas or electric cooker, there's a digital readout. It might be a clock or temperature or whatever. On your washing machine, it tells you what cycle you're on. You read on the front. It's lit up, isn't it? It tells you what cycle it's on at the moment. On your microwave, it's got thing a digital readout. On everything, there's a digital readout. We didn't have any of that. Timers in the old days, you set your cooker. You know, you wanted to simmer something for, say, I don't know, 45 minutes on your cooker. There was a clock, electric clock, and you set the timer on this electric clock or free electric clocks, a clockwork thing. Do you remember egg timers bought for boiling an egg? It was a wind-up thing, and it would go tick, 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 and then ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling, your egg's done. How things have changed is absolutely incredible. I remember people saying back in the early days of computers, oh, it won't be long, there'll be no such thing as a pen and paper. You won't need to write anything down. It'll all be on the computer. I couldn't see that happening somehow. It is so quick, isn't it? Grab a pen, jot something on a bit of paper. Don't forget milk or something, or just write milk. Oh yeah, I'm running out of milk. So quick. I know you can talk to computers these days. You can talk to Alexa and say, I'm running out of milk or remind me to get milk, but somehow it's not the same. I don't know. It's just not the same as writing it down. We've got, uh, my wife and I have got this Google, is it calendar thing? And if she makes an appointment uh, on her phone, puts it in the Google calendar, it comes up on my phone and my iPad and my PC. And it would come up on my Apple watch if I had one, but I haven't. I don't wear a watch. Do you wear a watch? I don't bother with time anymore. I can't be bothered with it all. So we've got all this Google calendar business, but do you know what we do? We've got a calendar on the wall in the kitchen, an ordinary old-fashioned paper calendar thing. And at a glance, I can look on there, dentist 8.30 Thursday, which I did because I'd written it wrong. It was 9.30. <laughs> oh, dear me. I don't know what they think of me down there. Well, I do know what they think of me down there. I think I'm mad. They're probably right. In our, you won't believe this. In our bedroom, 
we've got a, a kind of unit thing to one side. And on there, we've got one of these big diary things, you know, full page diary. And every day we turn a page, we get up, turn a page. You can have a look at a glance while I'm getting dressed. I can glance at the diary. Oh, look, dentist, 8.30. That's wrong, it's 9.30. But it is so easy to have a bit of paper just to look at. Otherwise, I've got to find my phone. I've got to go into the, the calendar thing and have a look. Oh, here it is, look, 8.30. I can just glance at a piece of paper. On my desk here in my studio, I've got notes. It says here, quarter of pear drops. That's to remind me to, to talk about the pear drops. Now, I can't put that on my phone. Where would I put it? I don't know. But you, you know what I mean? People saying in those days, oh, that's the end of the pen. That's the end of the pen and paper. You won't write anything down. And, and also you'd be talking to computers. Well, we do, don't we? We talk to Alexa. You could make lists. I used to make lists on there. And then later I'd say, read my list. And she'd say, I cannot find a list called arrays and bits and pieces. So I had to rename my list because that was too complicated. Read Ray's lists. There is no such list as Ray's list. Well, yes, there is. I've just put a load of stuff on my list. What are you talking about, woman? We have arguments. Do you do that? You, I argue with Alexa. Sometimes, oh, the other day was funny. A friend of mine came round. I've only got one friend. Anyway, he came round and we're chatting and she started joining in. Sorry, I can't help you with that because he's looking at me and I'm looking at her. Well, I say her, it's a plastic box. And we're laughing. I said, shut up. You can do that. You can tell Alexa to shut up. Apart from stop or be quiet or whatever, you can tell it to shut up. Actually, you can also say other things and they do work. So have a, no, don't practice that. Don't swear at Alexa. As I said earlier, it's useful to have Alexa to convert millimetres to inches or whatever. But of course, in the 50s and 60s, there was no converting. Uh, the, the money thing was 70, was it? Was 71? Uh, the decimalization business I talked about recently. So back in the 50s and 60s, there was no converting, for example, millimetres to inches or inches to metres or whatever. Didn't have to do any of that. Just going back briefly to this comparison thing of the 50s and now, 50s and 60s and now, for someone that's lived in the 50s, as I have, I can make some sort of comparison. It would have been no good in the 50s thinking, I wonder what it'll be like in the you know 20s when we've got computers and we've got this and that. I wonder what it'd be like then because we didn't know what was going to happen. I've often looked back at TV programmes, documentaries and films or whatever, and something filmed and it's meant to be in the 1800s. And you look at the people, how did they live like that? It was awful. But that was modern day times, wasn't it? Then, in their day, they didn't know about us in the future. That was their modern day times. Like now, this is our modern times. We've got computers, we've got cars that do this. They steer themselves and park themselves. We've got all this. We're cutting edge technology. 50 years from now, people will look back and say, good grief, how did they live like that? Do you see what I mean? It's weird, isn't it? You can't make these comparisons. I can compare the 50s to now because I was in the 50s, but that's about all. And even then it's rather like saying, do you prefer the beach, the seaside, to the countryside? You can't make that comparison. They're totally different things. Chap I know bought a car recently. He'd had it three weeks and it packed up. It just stopped. It wouldn't start, it wouldn't do anything. 
So he called the garage where he bought it and he said, you know, look, what's going on? They sent a chap out. In the old days, they'd come out with a toolbox, spanners, bits and pieces in the toolbox. This chap came out with a briefcase. And this friend of mine's sort of looking at him, like, oh, briefcase? You know, he's come to fix the car. What's he want a briefcase for? Anyway, he opened the briefcase, plugged his laptop <laughs> into the car, and he said, oh, yeah, you need an upgrade. An upgrade? My friend said, well, what do you mean an upgrade? It's only three weeks old. He said, yeah, we should have upgraded the software before we let it go. Sorry about that. I'll upgrade it now. Upgrade on a car. Upgrade the software. This friend of mine, he said, oh, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, the, the, the chap upgraded it. Try it now. Everything started up. Everything's working properly. The clock's reading the right time and it's the right date. An upgrade, it's a bit like things on your phone, isn't it? Or apps that you've got, you know, there's an upgrade available. I never would have thought in a million years <laughs> that a chap would come out to fix your car, not with a, a box of spanners, but with a, a computer, a laptop in his briefcase. Oh dear, talk about stone the crows. I don't know, because you can't fix your own car these days. I took our car around the garage. I said, look, it keeps cutting out. Chap plugged the computer into it. Nothing wrong with it, he said. I said, yeah, but it keeps cutting up. Nothing wrong with it. Well, there was. There was a problem. But, of course, it was an intermittent problem, which only shows up intermittently. So when you plug the computer into it, the computer says, no, the car's fine, because the problem at that time wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know. It's all good fun, isn't it? In the days before rock and roll, in the days before computers... Of course, these days, everything on new cars, it's all computerised, isn't it? Microprocessors, all computer controlled, which is great, it's fine, until it goes wrong. That's the trouble. It's like these electric cars. Apparently, I mean, I haven't got one. I can't afford an electric car, good grief. But apparently, the electric cars are fine until the batteries need replacing. Now, I think they only last, I can't remember how long, only a few years, then you need to replace the batteries in the car. Now, I was hearing something on the radio. It's not funny. <laughs> the batteries cost more than the car. Isn't that, it's a bit like the old printers. Printer ink was so expensive. Do you remember that? It's cheaper to buy a new printer with the, that comes with the ink. Mind you, the new printers, it was crafty. The ink cartridges were only half full. I remember thinking that hasn't lasted long when I bought a new printer. But I do remember people buying a new printer because it was cheaper than buying ink. So I don't know what things are coming to. Of course, in the old days, you could muck about with your car. You could muck about with all sorts. Your, your, radio, your old valve radio, take the back off that. Hit a few valves, see some sparks, chuck a new valve in. Off it goes again to you know, live for another 20 years. These days, you don't lift up the bonnet on the car. You do that. You think, well, where's the engine? All I can see is a mass of plastic boxes and wires. Where's the engine? <laughs> Your local pub in the 50s and 60s, you go in there, pint of lager, pint of DD, pint of Watney's Red Barrel, and they take the money for it, ring it up on the till, and that was it. No one knew how many pints had been sold in a day. They just knew that, OK, that barrel's run out. It's lunchtime Wednesday and it's run out. We put that barrel on lunchtime Monday, so it's lasted two days. So we've sold quite a bit of beer. That's good. That's the only record they had. And of course, it was all cash transactions. So the money was just chucked in the till. 
no one knew what it was for. I think they had a separate thing. Did they have alcohol, cigarettes and food or something? No, they didn't sell food in pubs in the 60s, did they? I think they were able, some shops were able to split things up, sort of, you know, electrical uh, bedroom furniture or <laughs> carpets or whatever. They could do that on the till. But in the pubs, they had no idea what they'd sold. How many shots of vodka have we sold this week? No idea, but we put three bottles in the optics, so presumably three bottles worth. Same with the cash. They didn't know what they'd taken the cash for. Uh, you know, different drinks. Whereas these days, have you seen these little things they've got on a bit of an elastic around their waist? They poke the till with that. And it says who the the bar staff person is. And then he said barmaid. Not allowed to say barmaid or barman. They're bar, what are they people? <laughs> bar persons what's all this pronoun stuff I've been trying to get into that I can't I can't work it out pronouns I just I've tried I like to try to keep up with new things if I can it's like technology I've always worked on the old valve radios but I do like to embrace modern technology when it comes along I don't want to just poo poo it some people say oh I'm not interested in computers I know a chap like that I don't want a computer, not interested. Don't want the internet, no use to me at all. Don't need that. Well, that's a bit silly, isn't it, really? When he's sitting there thinking, what's 330 millimetres in inches? And all I've got to do is ask Alexa. And he's sitting there trying to work it out, <laughs> looking on his tape measure. Oh, well, there's 330 millimetres. And opposite that, it says, oh, look, it says 13 inches. So I don't know. I do like to try to keep up with modern technology if I can. So going back to the pub, they hadn't got a clue what the money was for that they'd taken. In fact, a friend of mine, well, it wasn't a friend, this chap I knew, he ran a, a shop. Now, I'm not going to say what shop it was. He's sadly long since gone. And the till, I remember when I, I'd been in there a few times and bought some bits. It was an army surplus shop. I bought some bits and pieces. And I noticed that he never went to the till. I gave him the money and there usually wasn't any change. And it, he had no till. And I watched him and I said, well, where's your till? And he tapped his trouser pocket. That's my till. <laughs> the money was in his trousers, in his pocket. He had notes in one side and change in the other pocket. <laughs> Good grief. I said, what about VAT? I said, well, what about VAT? <laughs> he gave me discount once. He said, uh, I wanted to buy a shortwave receiver. And he said, oh, to you, I'll knock the VAT off. Now, VAT at the time was 17.5%, I think. So he said, look, I'll knock the VAT off. 100 quid to you. Well, he hadn't knocked the VAT off at all. It, was, it wasn't £117.50, and he'd knocked the VAT off at all. He just thought, oh, what can I get out of him for that? Oh, 100 quid, he'll pay that. All this about knocking the VAT off. But his till was his two front pockets on his trousers. Notes in one change in the other not that he ever gave out change now that of course brings to mind the inland revenue hm what is it hmrc hm revenue and customs or in america what is it irs is it inland revenue services how did the inland revenue <laughs> can we see your uh, takings for this week your till takings yeah in this pocket i've got 150 quid and a bit of change in this pocket <laughs> How did the inland revenue ever get on? A bit like the banks when it was all books. It must have been worse than a bank. You've got someone like me earning seven and sixpence halfpenny a week. Okay, so that those figures go to the inland revenue. 
they've got to work out my tax. I pay tax. That's all a record of that has to be made. How on earth did they do it? They must have had hundreds of staff. All this manpower. Oh, hang on. Woman power. No, person power. Let's get this right. Is, is that pro down? I don't know. People power. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all these people. Are you allowed to call them people? Yeah, that'll do. Humans. That's it. All these humans all sitting at desks with their, their fountain pens or their dipping quill pens, scribbling out. Right, Ray's earned that much this week. His tax is that much. No, they didn't do it weekly, did they? But you, you see what I mean? And especially businesses. How on earth did they cope? Uh, they, they didn't have self-assessment in those days, did they? I don't know how they worked it out. There was a huge inland revenue uh, building near to where I lived when I was a kid in the 50s. And one of our neighbours, he worked there. And he's, he'd go off in his suit every morning with his briefcase, cycling off on his bike. I forget his name. Ted, I think. Ted, he won't be around now because I was only about 10 and he was about 40-something then. So, yeah, Ted used to cycle off on his bike to the Inland Revenue. And neighbours, one of them was a plumber. Uh, my mate's dad down the road was a plumber. And I, I used to hear him saying things like, don't tell Ted what I've earned. I won't tell Ted about that cash job. And I didn't understand it. Of course, at the time, being a child, why not tell Ted about that cash job? <laughs> I now know exactly why we mustn't tell Ted. They were happy days. It must still be a nightmare for the Inland Revenue. You know, painters, decorators, with all due respect to painters and decorators, builders, anyone, anyone in any job that gets cash for their work, some in that pocket for me and the other in that pocket for the revenue. <laughs> one for me. No, what is it? Two for me and one for you. <laughs> Counting out the money. Two for me, one for you. Two for me, one for you. Will cash ever disappear? Now, rather like the pen and paper, people used to say, oh, that will disappear. You won't have pen and paper. People are saying now, aren't they? Cash will disappear. Is that a, a good thing or a bad thing? Will it stop all the revenue ripoff? Or will it? It probably won't stop the revenue rip-offs, will it? I mean, you do a job for someone and they can't give you cash because there's no such thing. If they pay you by a card, it's all on record. Big brother at the revenue is watching you. So what do they do? They give you something instead. You know, you might have a couple of brand new tyres for a car. Well, I'll tell you what, you do my plumbing, I'll give you these two tyres for your car. That's going back to the old day, the ancient times, isn't it? Bartering. The ancient times, isn't it? Do you think it'll go full circle? We'll end up with no cash and we're just all uh, barter. Yeah, can you decorate my lounge? Uh, yeah, OK, it'll cost you a, a goat and two chickens. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll do it for a goat and one chicken. How about that? Bit of discount for you. You never know, though, do you? They say everything goes full circle. And in the 60s, there were mini skirts. Well, I've been waiting for them to come back. They better hurry up. I'm getting a bit old now. I've been waiting for decades. There aren't so many painters and decorators these days. I mean, people, well, the outside of the houses these days are all plastic coated, aren't they? The double glazed windows and all the, is it faucets and suffets and whatever else it's? They're all plastic covered now, aren't they? No painting needed there. There's painting inside, of course, but a lot of the tradesmen have gone. We don't have uh, what is it, cabinet makers, joiners, carpenters, well, they're carpenters, but a lot of the tradesmen have gone. Mind you, that's nothing to do with computers. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that one in. I haven't mentioned the email address yet, have I? 
Here we are, 40 minutes into the episode. I've not mentioned raise rants at protonmail.com. Raise rants, all one word, at protonmail.com. Be good to hear from you, as I always say, whether it's rude comments, suggestions or otherwise. <laughs> I do try to answer all emails. I've just reviewed uh, a little transistor radio for a company. I do these video reviews and it's a tiny little thing with a wind-up handle. Now what it is, I'm, I'm telling you this because I'm rather impressed. Now this is modern day technology. Now you may remember I've said before probably several hundred times that I'm now retired but I used to restore vintage valve radios from the 30s, 40s, 50s. You know the old valve steam radios they used to call them. And I do like to embrace new technology. So I'm looking at this little radio. It's got a rechargeable battery. You plug it into a phone charger. Or there's a solar panel on top. So you can leave it in the sun somewhere. And that will charge the battery. Or, and this is the bit I like, it's got a generator. Look, on the back there's a handle that unclips. And look. You can charge the battery by winding the handle. How cool is that? I think that's brilliant. I'm not sure how long it'll take you to charge the battery. So if you're stuck in the middle of a forest, you've got no electricity, it's night time, so there's no sun for the solar panel, you can charge it up by turning the handle and listen to the news that way. When people used to say about wind-up radios, a lot of people think they were clockwork. They're not clockwork. It's actually a generator. Anyway, let's go back to the 1950s. Back in those days, people never went out anywhere without cash in their pocket. I remember my father at night, um, he'd take the cash out of his trouser pocket and put it on the dressing table in the bedroom, like just a pile of cash. And you know, people just didn't go out without cash, either in, in your purse if you were a, a lady, can I say lady? Or in your trousers or wallet if you were a man. If you were the opposite human, or whatever they're called. <laughs> I must stop doing this. I do this every week now, don't I? talk about pronouns. It's only because I don't understand it. I'm trying to get my head around it. Anyway, I remember, especially in my teens, you know, as I grew up and was going out, always had cash in my pocket. These days, I don't carry any cash. Oh, yes, I do. Tell a lie. In my mobile phone uh, case, there's a little cover. There's a £5 note stuffed in there. The reason for that is if I get stuck anywhere, at least I've got a, a fiver with me. But I don't have a wallet. I don't have any cash on me at all. And I, it, it doesn't matter. I don't go anywhere where I need cash. I suppose that's the point. Now, I said earlier that I can compare the 50s to today because I was there. Let's just look forward a minute. We've been saying about there won't be any cash in the future. There won't be pen and paper. I've heard people saying there won't be computer keyboards. You won't need a keyboard. What do you want to type for? You just speak to the computer. Well, that's here already, isn't it? But of course, we still need the keyboard at the moment especially if you're doing your banking or something, you need to type things in. But I can see the day coming when a computer is, well, like Star Trek, where Spock would say, computer, <laughs> and the computer would answer. We've got that now with Alexa and is it Siri and various other things. Siri, isn't it? Various other things. So one day the keyboard will disappear, won't it? I can see that. I don't know when. Uh, in my lifetime, probably when you think how fast all this technology, I mean, it was only 21 years, 20, 21 years ago that I went on the internet. That's only 20 years. 
I know the internet was out already, but it had only been around a little while. It was slow. You couldn't get in. I remember a friend of mine on the internet. He had to try and log into the server. Was it 256k or something? The, the speed? Ever so slow. And eventually he'd say, he'd be in the corner of his room and he'd say, yay, you got in. Yes, I have. I got in at last. It only took three hours. <laughs> and then it would drop out. He'd be chucked out. The server would cut him off for some reason. And it was all very slow. You know, a picture would be loading on the screen and you'd get this picture appearing a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Do you remember all that? And that is all within 20 years. So another 20 years from now, what will it be like? I dread to think. A lot of it will be good. It'll be better. But you wonder about, will a lot of it be worse? I mean, what's this dark web? Is it dark web or something? Or black, I don't know what it's called. Blackness web, darkness web. Well, there's only one internet. All it is is people that are doing secret stuff that's encrypted and you can't see it. So it's not another internet. It's not another web. It's the same thing, but you, you know, the dark web, they call it, don't they? Where people buy and sell things that they shouldn't, I suppose. No doubt that will all be sorted out. The day will come when things like pornography on the internet doesn't exist. Will that happen? I don't I mean, do we need pornography on the internet? I don't think we do. Mind you, going back, I remember going into the sweet shop, probably for a quarter pound of pear drops. I remember saying, was it H&E magazine? Yes, H&E, Health and Efficiency, was it? That little nudist camp type magazine. I remember seeing that on a shelf. I think I must have, I was waiting for a friend of mine and I was looking through the magazines and I picked up this H&E thing and there's people in there with no clothes on. Stone the crows, I was thinking at 10 years old. Good grief. <laughs> I don't know how old I was. I was young. But I suppose that was the start of it. Oh, no, no. Way back in the 1920s, I've seen photos on the internet, um, you know, naughty photos from the 1920s, ladies with uh, not many clothes on. And you know, that, I suppose, is all grown from there. Do we need that? I don't, that's another issue. Perhaps I should do a whole podcast episode on, oh, no, no, we don't want to do that, do we? Yes, you're saying, yes, do it. No, I won't. <laughs> Actually, it goes back. Erotica goes back even further. Look at the Greeks. There aren't any Greeks, is it? You're not from Greece, are you? Look at the old pots that they've been digging up in Greece over the years. They've got naked people and they've got people doing things, haven't they, engraved on these pots. So that is, uh, I suppose, that's where it all started. I goodness knows where it started. The thing is, where will it all end? That's what my old... Nan used to say, where will it all end? I don't know, where will it all end? I don't know, Nan, it never will, I suppose. I've just realised I haven't asked you how you are. How remiss of me. How are you? How are you keeping? Are you enjoying the UK summer? No, let's not go there. Apparently, next week is going to be quite warm. Warm meaning about 18 degrees rather than 15. I've just had a Met Office warning. I'm always having Met Office warnings. Floods, heavy rain and floods for a lot of the UK. So we've got that to look forward to. Uh, as I said, it's Saturday, where are we? Saturday, two o'clock. So yeah, it's coming in, I think, this afternoon, overnight, and tomorrow. So tomorrow should be good fun. We're going to a barbecue at my daughter's in the afternoon. Great fun in the pouring rain. <laughs> no, I don't think it's meant to rain here. I'm not too sure. I shall enlighten you next Wednesday. I shall tell you all about the barbecue. Oh, wow, you're thinking, I can't wait for Wednesday. When you pull up at a, 
a petrol station in the 40s or 50s, they used to have the old hand pumps, didn't they? They'd turn the handle to fill up your car with petrol and the old clock face on the front, like an analogue thing, would go round, wouldn't it? How many gallons? You'd say, uh, oh, fill her up, please, Fred, or three gallons, please. And he'd wind the handle and fill it up. How accurate was that? And again, going back to records, no computerised stuff. Where were the records? Who knows how much petrol he'd sold? I think there was a counter on the pump, wasn't there? Like a myelometer. Probably said, you know, in total, since this pump was installed, it's it sold, I don't know, 80,000 gallons or something. But there were no proper records again, were there? It must have been awkward for the chap to order petrol. He'd look on his pump, well, it says I've sold kind of, uh, I don't know, 300 gallons or whatever. So I'll order that amount. <laughs> so then the truck would turn up and he'd say, well, well, you can't fit all that in there. You haven't sold that much. I don't know. I don't know. What I did like, talking of going back to the 50s, uh, well, I wasn't driving in the 50s. I was kind of eight <laughs> or six even. But what I did like about the early days, you pull into the garage. Now, I know you lot in America like listening to our, our old British stuff. So you'd pull into the garage in your car, pull up next to a pump. What, what, don't you know? And the chap would come rushing out. Good morning, sir. And he'd say, oh, uh, five gallons, please. Oh, boy, what, what? <laughs> no, we don't all speak like that. Some do. And he's filling up your car. And then he'd say, check the oil and tyres. Yeah, OK, do that. And this chap's running around your car. You haven't got out of the car. You're sitting in it. And he's checking your oil, tyres, cleans your windscreen, does all this stuff, fills up your petrol, puts the cap back on, takes the money, goes to his office, brings the change back to you, and you haven't left your car. I mean, these days, <laughs> these days, have you seen this new credit card? I can't do it. The credit card thing. You go up to the petrol pump, and what I used to do was put the petrol in, then go into the little shop and they take the money. Now, well, you can still do that, but now you can put your credit card into the pump in this slot, then take it out again, and then you do your petrol and it puts on your credit card. I don't know, I can't cope. They were shouting at me through the loudspeaker. <laughs> this is a little while ago. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Because my wife wasn't with me, so I was out alone. I'm dangerous when I'm out in public on my own. I'm trying to work out this blasted pump. And there's this girl over the speaker, uh, pump number six, pump number six. I didn't know she was talking. I don't know what number pump I am, do I? I'm trying to get this credit card to work. Then she's saying, pump number six. I eventually looked up. Oh, that's me. So I'm waving at her across the forecourt. And she's saying, remove the credit card. Do this and do that. What? It was embarrassing. In the end, she came out. She came strutting across to me, took the credit card. That's how you do it. I said, oh, yeah. She said, look, it says on the front there how to do it. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't go back there for a while. I was embarrassed. I liked it when you could drive into a garage, five quid's worth of petrol and drive out. That's it, five pounds worth of petrol, drive out again. I don't know how many gallons it was. I mean, in those days, you think, well, how much money have I got? I'm going down the pub, taking a girl with me. Oh, I need 10 quid for that. I've got 15. OK, five is worth of petrol. That'll do. That was fine. Oh, I mentioned girls again. I wasn't going to mention girls in this episode. I thought I mustn't do that because every week I mention girls and things. And you'd be getting fed up with it. Now I've gone and mentioned the girl. Only the once, though. 
I often think when I'm recording these episodes, talking about girls, you know, I might be saying, oh, I went up the downs with this girl one night and, uh, well, I better not tell you about that. That's a bit naughty. I'm waiting for someone to email me and say, I know what happened when you went up the downs with that girl that night. I was that girl. <laughs> imagine, imagine a blast from the past. Imagine some girl emailing me and saying, I remember you, you were that beep. <laughs> No, that won't happen, surely, will it? I think now I've lowered the tone of this episode. <laughs> it might be time to bring it to an end. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to my ranting and raving, Ray's Rants. Ray's Rants at protonmail.com. As I always say, it'd be great to hear from you. Let's hope the weather does cheer up. Let's hope we don't get flooded here in the UK. How are you doing abroad? I keep seeing on the news about wildfires in, uh, is it Australia, America, or all over the place. And what's that I heard about, was it Iceland this morning, for the first time, I think, in uh, since records began, they've had rain in a particular place. Was it Iceland or Greenland? Wherever it was, first time ever they've had rain instead of snow. And they reckon the temperatures are rising. And I think the first, or the fourth time only uh, since records began, that the temperature has risen above freezing, above its freezing point. So things are warming up. Now, is this climate... Now, I'm not going to leave you on the note of climate change because some people will be pulling their hair out. There's no such thing. And other people will be saying, it's all down to climate change and we've done it. I don't know. Happy days. No one ever mentioned climate change in the 50s, I suppose. I mean, the thing is, we, we did the Ice Age at school was, was there ever a hot age? There wasn't, was there? A hot age? A desert age? I remember doing the ice age at school. So the earth did get pretty cold then. I mean, that wasn't car exhaust fumes and stuff, was it? What about these gas boilers? You know, in the UK, we've all got gas boilers for hot water and central heating. Well, they reckon within about 10 minutes, well, not 10 minutes, 10 years or whenever, we've got to have them all ripped out and some new stuff put in. Well, that's great, but who's paying for that? They're the good old taxpayer, I suppose. Hang on, that's me. <laughs> oh dear, I love it. I love all this talk about government money. The government haven't got any money, it's our money, it's tax. Anyway, what a dreadful note to leave you on. Oh no, I can't do that, can I? The weather's getting better uh, from this weekend onwards and let's hope we have a bit of sunshine. Tomatoes are doing well, there's a good... We tried one the other day, we had half each. There was a tomato that was ready. And it was lovely, straight off the vine. Is it the vine or the plant? Straight off the plant. Oh, wonderful. Couldn't get a fresher tomato. Well, you could. You could eat it while it's still on the plant, I suppose. <laughs> Take care. Look after yourselves. I shall see you Wednesday with the midweek message. Bye-bye for now.